Welcome to the Matthew Trim Podcast. After spending 15 years at a Fortune 300 company, I left for a smaller company. I soon figured out the systems, processes, and structure that I took for granted, for the most part, did not exist in smaller companies. This podcast is about transforming your company to develop these systems, processes, and structure to maximize growth and thrive. As always, I would like to thank those that will listen to this podcast. Please provide feedback. This can be done through the podcast Facebook page, Instagram account, or website. I would also ask if you are enjoying the podcast that you subscribe and like the podcast through any main podcasting hosting platform. This includes Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the tens of others out there. You should be able to find, find the podcast on nearly every platform. Thanks for subscribing and liking the podcast. It will help others find it easier with reviews and likes. Finally, as we start to come to a close on this long series, I would love to answer any questions that you may have about what we talked about in the previous episodes or about what you have to go through or what you have gone through. If there are enough questions, I will talk through them on an episode. If not, I will try and answer them directly. The theme for this week's podcast, we just went through a difficult time. How can we thrive? And now a word from a potential future sponsor. This week, as I have requested in the past, I would love to have Constellation Beverages as a sponsor. I have been a supplier to Constellation Beverages for many years in several industries. Constellation had the foresight in 2013 to acquire the Modelo brand, the Corona brand, and multiple other brands from ABI, which included the purchase of a large brewery in northern Mexico. They then took this brewery and have made it into one of the largest in the world. Why did they do this, you ask? Good question. They had to keep pace with their ever-growing market share of beer consumption in the U.S. This accomplishment by Constellation Beverages was big. But what I like most about Constellation Beverages is their beer and their people. I've been to the brewery multiple times in northern Mexico. And each time I go, I'm always amazed at the engagement, attitude of those that are working at the brewery. And that's really at all levels of the business. To me, this gives me the confidence that the Modelo that I will have tonight or tomorrow night will be appealing, consistent, have the quality that comes with a highly engaged workforce, all the stuff that you would expect in a good tasting beer. Here's the consolation and their success. And now for the business news of the podcast. This week's news article is titled, Why Dropbox Shareholders Shouldn't Lament Its Layoffs. This article was written by Ryan Henderson for The Motley Fool on January 23rd, 2021. On January 13th of 2021, Dropbox laid off 11% of its workforce for approximately 315 employees. They did this even though the company's revenue was up 16%. Overall, the company was performing well. Dropbox was clearly not in financial duress, as we have been talking about during this series, but they chose to lay off anyway. This layoff was so that they could increase focus on lean-in opportunities and what was most important to the business. Specifically, Dropbox was going to increase its talent density on the specific strategy of investing in new products for, dis for distributed works. I talked in depth in episode one in the series about looking for opportunities to really lean in for your customers or new products that will improve the company overall and help to drive growth into the future. This article in particular highlights that focus and looking for opportunities at any time in the company's life is important and can ultimately be very beneficial. 
So in times of financial downturn, to be able to refocus, if done right, can be an amazing blessing for the company and for all those involved. The rest of the article focused on aspects of the stock price compared to their competitors. Once again, the article was titled, Why Dropbox Shareholders Shouldn't Lamentous Layoffs. The reference to this article, as always, can be found in the podcast description. Before we get back to the theme of this episode, let's take a little bit of time to level set on where we are in the series since it's been such a long series. Episode one, you prepped by getting in the right mindset. Episode two, you determined what type of changes you were going to make. Episode three, you determined how much and who would be directly affected from the changes. Episode four, you then prepped for the day of, and then you went through the changes. You either laid off, furloughed, reduced wages, or a combination of the three. This episode is about what to do starting the day after making the changes. And finally, what I expect to be the final episode of the series, which will be episode six, it will be an interview that I've actually already done with a friend that had to make some very difficult decisions back in early 2020. So thank goodness we're about there. Let's get back to the theme of this week's podcast. We just went through a difficult time. How can we thrive? That's a pretty straightforward theme, given the description I just went through about where we are in the series. So just to contextualize it once again, your company has just laid off, furloughed, or reduced wages. So the question becomes, how do you give a sense of comfort for those that were retained? How do you grow them? And how do you build morale? You do this by investing in your employees and how they see the company while you're leaning into opportunities for the company. And there are four steps that you should take starting immediately after the layoff or furlough or reduced wages. Step one, you'll need to cover the basics. Many times when going through a significant displacement, and if you have followed the steps I've laid out in previous episodes, you have likely already shifted focus or changed what you're doing and how you are serving your customers. Most of the time, you cannot continue providing and doing everything that you were doing prior to the displacement. With the changes in how you operate in mind to cover the basics, you need to develop key process indicators and metrics that will help you track how the modified operations or activities are performing to your expectations. To provide an example, when we laid off at Baby Shark Company in early 2020, in one of the facilities, we eliminated all non-essential activity. And in the other facility, we shifted focus to only external revenue generation activities. We really focused in on very specific opportunities at each facility because we had to reduce staff. Therefore, we had to build temporary production plans that tracked and provided KPIs directly for that focus. This was different for Baby Shark Company and the metrics that we are tracking prior to because what had happened in each of those circumstances was that what we focused in on was part of a larger workflow. So we had to take snippets out of the larger workflows and track those snippets. Anyway, when it comes down to it, if you go through a significant displacement, you need to understand how you are performing with the modified process. So step one is getting back to understanding how your operation is performing by setting up KPIs and key metrics. Step number two, 
Communicate with your teams on a level you have likely never communicated with them before. When a company goes through something so traumatic, the team members that are retained typically have lots of questions. Questions like, when are we going to hire back? How is the company performing? Will this happen again? Will it happen to me? How does the market look compared to my company? Therefore, you need to foster an environment that allows for the necessary dialogue and the comfort level by your employees to ask these questions so that they can get answers and understand what is going on with the business. Therefore, it is important to set up a routine communication with your teams to allow this dialogue to happen. At Baby Shark Company, we set up biweekly calls to the facilities. In these calls, we talked about how the pandemic was playing out, what the market looked like, and where we were in relation to returning to a sense of normalcy. The communication was very informal outside of the the status portion of it. People could ask questions. We just really had open dialogue on really anything that was on anybody's mind. And we talked through it right there. Looking back on it, especially as now that it is March in 2021, and it's been about a year since the baby shark had its significant displacement, these conversations have been very effective. And if you talk to people at the facilities that have been involved with them, they would say the same thing. So for step two, foster an environment to have deep conversation about what's going on associated with the displacement. Step number three, you need to find opportunities to lean into what makes your company good. You can get a sense for what this looks like by reviewing your company's strategy prior to the significant event and combining that strategy with what you decided was most important to your customers as we discussed in episode one of the series. If these overlap anywhere, then that is likely a place to start. So to provide an example, at Baby Shark Company, one of the operation strategic initiatives for 2020 was to beat our 2019 company facility efficiency goals. It was stated slightly different than that, but that was the general theme. Anyway, we also determined our customers did not want to see a change in their supply and delivery. So we had this desire to be more efficient with less people and be very flexible for our customers. This translated into an in-depth lean program with multiple Kaizans on the essential modified operations for each of the facilities. So year to date, 2021, we have performed a handful of Kaizen events at the facilities. The best part about the results associated with these Kaizen events is that on average, we have been able to increase output for those associated areas by up to 25%. Basically meeting our requirement of increased efficiency with less people. We took what we knew we could do, which was review our operations and improve on them by using lean tools, and we drastically increased our output in that process. This not only has an impact now, but it'll also have an impact well into the future for as long as we're doing that operation. The best part was that because of our reduced staffing, many of the team members that might not have had the opportunity to partake or be a member within one of the teams of these Kaizans were now able to. So they were able to grow, be energized, and get engaged through 
leaning in on what we did best. So step three, find the opportunities to improve your process and engage your people. Step number four, focus on the opportunities that'll make your company stronger on the other side of the displacement. I, I talked about this idea when we were getting, getting in the right mindset in episode one of the series. If there are ways to set yourself up for future success, you absolutely need to be doing it all the time. It doesn't require a displacement, but a lot of times displacements are a good way, a good time to step back and take a look. Just as was in the business news of the episode, Dropbox, even though they were not going through a substantial financial displacement, they laid off so that they could refocus with a mindset that you could make the company grow and improve by reducing your scope. Therefore, if your company must change to survive, change and thrive. As always, theories are best played out through actual examples. So here goes an example. Going into layoffs at Baby Shark Company, we knew that layoffs would be tough. We knew that the communication would be tough. We were letting go of people that had become friends and somewhat like family. We also knew that if we did it right, from a business standpoint, we could actually come out on the other end stronger so that we could not only hire back those that we laid off, but actually even hire back more. And this is exactly what we're seeing right now with Baby Shark Company. We knew that our cost decisions would put us in a very strong position compared to our perceived competitors. We also knew that as the downturn played out, there is going to be lots of opportunities for acquisitions of similar businesses with similar models. And so Baby Shark knew this going in because we had planned for it. And that's exactly what is happening. We are acquiring companies that are perceived competitors because they didn't do the necessary steps. They didn't take the thorough approach we have talked about in these episodes. And therefore, they're in a financial situation where they have run out of cash or their investors are no longer providing the necessary money to keep them afloat. And so they're selling. They're having to figure out another way of addressing the financial situation that they're in. And the strength that Baby Shark Company had because of the actions that we took and the planning that we took allowed us to really set ourselves up in the market so that we can better serve our customers long term. And it all, all it took was planning. So step four, focus on opportunities that will make the company stronger on the other side of the displacement. Find them, know what you're looking at, secure it properly and make it happen. And now for the scripture verse of the day. It comes to us from Colossians 4-5. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. I really like the second half of the verse. Make the most of every opportunity. That's really what we've been building to through this whole series. It's difficult, but we can make the most of it. Have a great week.